All good. Yes, Welcome sir. back to the podcast. So today we have Martin, Martin Carr, Martin Ocean, as his stage name is, um, <laughs> who is a, a rapper, am I fair to say, an artist, an Irish musical genius. Um, yeah, I'll take all of them. Yeah. Do you, do you want to give everyone a brief uh, rundown or introduction? Because I'm sure that a lot of people listening might not know who you are. And I do tend to just have like a lot of fitness people on, but... I want yes, to kind of broaden the podcast a bit. So who who are you and what are you about? Where are you now? Um, well, thank you for the lovely introduction. Yeah, call me a genius. I'll take that. <laughs> um, so yeah, my name is Martin Ocean. Um, I'm an alternative hip-hop artist. I'm also a music industry nerd. Um, I'm also uh, an addict to jogging. <laughs> um, there you also go. Love some, uh, also love philosophy um big into mental health but obviously my main thing is music so i've been, I was making been making music all my life and things started kind of becoming more professional i guess about a year and a half ago two years ago um massive in like lyricism big on my like old rap and um, best way i probably describe my music is like like the lyricism of like lyricism of rappers that you maybe used to hear in the past with the mm-hmm. kind of like the fresher sounds the fresher elements of today's music um very european vibes is how i describe my music going forth um lots of lyrical content lots of good feeling content and uh yeah my music's just kind of always been um, a representation of like myself and um, like the art's always been like the truest form of how i'm feeling so like last year i was making a lot of like motivational music inspiring music because that, that's the mindset i was in and this year i'm making more um more kind of like theme songs and soundtracks to moments so, uh, yeah, it's a bit about me there. Mm-hmm. Nice. That was a nice introduction. And yeah, when I said uh, genius, I was going to say a, a lyrical genius because that's kind of what sprung to mind. Oh, dope. thank you. That, that means a lot because lyrics are one of the focus points. I've always been like a focus point of mine. So that's what you want to be getting across mainly. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, um, it's something I always like. It's funny because at the beginning, I always thought if I just had incredible lyrics, and like it'd be grand and then i realized that like you need more than just incredible lyrics to like uh, be a, like an incredible artist like you need good voice you need good tone you need good melodies you need good song structures but at the beginning it was just lyrics 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 as long as i'm like as long as i'm lyrical spiritual miracle i'm gonna make it and i always yeah. had this funny idea i always had this funny idea that I, all i had to do was write 100 songs and i'd blow up and uh, <laughs> how wrong i was because i've written a lot more than 100 songs Nice one. Um, yeah, so so I guess with writing 100 songs, like how how many of those have you kind of published? And I mean, what, what was the kind of misconception there? Like with, oh, when I get 200 songs, then I'll, I'll make it. I don't know. It's just being naive, I suppose, being like less informed. It's like, it's funny because when you begin following a dream, um, oftentimes like the reason your belief is like just skyrocket is because you don't think about like all the things you don't know you only think that you're only, you're only focusing on what you do know so like when um usually when you're young and start following a dream like you only think of like the the positives and like the everything's just about to happen you, you don't take into consideration that it, it's going to be a journey or there's a lot of things that you don't know and you're going to have to learn um 
so I guess like <laughs> I don't know where the hundred songs came out. Of. I thought <laughs> like I I couldn't tell you where that came out. Of. It was just something like a notion I got. But yeah. um, obviously like I've been writing more than a hundred songs. It's it was more too. I think it was like oh, all I have to do when like I'm going to be writing songs like all my life. Like I'm going to like be eighty. Hopefully, I don't know if I'll be eighty performing, but I know I'll be eighty like making some piece of music or writing something. Sweet. Yeah, I um I can kind of relate to that as well because when I started out and kind of chasing my dream with fitness, I was like, yeah, so I'm just going to, mine was slightly different. It was like, right, I'm just going to stick to the gym and keep training and just show up mm-hmm. all the time and train seven days a week and go when people aren't going. And then eventually that will just sort itself out. But Which is kind of like, true. Which yeah, is it, is, like- <laughs> it is true in a way, but boy, was I wrong. Like there's other elements yeah. of it that you have to like focus on as well. Like I'm sure you found that out as well. It's not as simple as just make a hundred or, you know, spend yeah. X amount of time in something. You actually have to start to develop in other areas as well. Like, so what, what are yeah. some of the areas that you feel like you had to then develop in, say from starting making music to now? Um, the industry, the actual like artist versus the industry, like, um, it's how it's sometimes looked at it, but it's kind of a misconception because like an artist should be friends with the industry. Um, it's okay to be friends and it's okay to be knowledgeable about what you're actually doing in fact like you should be like it's like a mechanic knows everything about being a mechanic for a reason like a mechanic um knows the ins and outs of the car for a reason he just doesn't know one one like one part of the car so i don't know if that metaphor works but it in the sense of it's incredible to be an artist but if you don't figure out the business stuff or you don't figure out how you're going to market it or figure out you need to talk to or how you position yourself or present something then like you're just going to be another person in their bedroom making music forever um, mm-hmm. and that's what separates that's what separates artists nowadays they're like and will separate artists even going forth because it's not okay anymore to be naive about not knowing anything about the music industry you have to know you have to know the basics and you have to know a lot more nowadays and um, so i guess that was one of the b- biggest things that like I got instilled in me by my good friend Dylan Malarkey. He's a he's a manager. He's a manager and he's also a music marketer. He manages an artist called Krim. He's also a head of Excel Talent where I work at. So like he instilled is like Martin. <laughs> no point making a great song like if you don't have like a great plan behind it. And yeah. so obviously just learning more about the music industry is a massive one. And to be honest, more the music um, became music became more established when I became more established as a person so growing as a person directly influences all my music it directly influenced everything I learned Um, and melodies that was a big one too like being able to write a melody is like game changing so uh, that was a huge one too just listening to like more melodic music uh, learning biggest thing I guess with the writing too was learning how to write a hook like the hook is your it's your key it's your key to everything else like you hit them with the the, the hook is like the the syrup and then the the lyrics of the vegetables so you get them in with the hook and then you you hit them with the good stuff the lyrics vegetables and syrup i like it <laughs> yeah so um yeah wh- where does where does kind of the cuz you're talking about growth there but where does kind of the jogging and philosophy and mental health come in or tie in with your music because for me it's quite evident anyway but how kind of important do you think it, it was to focus on those areas and and where they're like crossovers for you 
this is this is such a loaded question and i got such a lot of answers <laughs> good stuff brilliant i was like hopefully he's getting what i'm saying it's it's a it's a broad question but i'm trying to like i know that like for example the songs you write that's your that's part of creatively who you are but it also matters who you are and what you're doing mm. in terms of growth and that all combined makes who the artist is you know and i'm just interested almost definitely. Yeah. yeah almost definitely um the jogging so i grew up playing a lot of sport and um you don't really uh know what you have until you lose it so example i grew up playing sport all my life so I was always used to playing, like training. My body was always used to actually like going to training every, every, every like couple of days, playing a, a football game every Saturday or whatever. So my body was just used to that since I was like maybe like seven years of age. So I never, I kind of actually took it for granted. So I give up football. I was like, let's see, I give up football when I was like 16 or 17 because I wanted to start doing music. And I didn't realize it, but like it wasn't the camaraderie or the actual sport that I missed, but my body started to like, it missed, like unknowingly, I was missing like the fucking, the like kick, my, like the kick you need, the kick yeah. there, I'm trying to- Like adrenaline and endorphins. Yeah, the adrenaline rush, the endorphins, yeah. that's the one, endorphins, yeah. My body was missing my endorphins and I didn't actually realize it. So then um, I started going to counseling because my mental health was in a bit of a tipsy turdy, it's in a bit of a tornado. And she recommended going back to football. So I went back to football for a little while, stopped football again. And then I was going through a really dodgy period. And um, one of my friends was like, why don't you just go for a jog? And I was like, you know, when something presents, some, someone, sometimes someone presents something new to you. Mm -hmm. It's so alien from your character, what you're doing in that moment, that you find it hard to like um, see yourself doing it because it just seems like, oh, I don't do that. Like sometimes when yeah. you're, especially the mentality, when you're down in the trenches and someone tells you, uh, oh, if you go for a jog, you feel better. I was like, I don't go for jogs. Why would you tell me go for jogs? Like, tell me something I can do. <laughs> but, um, cause I, I was in a bit of a bad situation at the time. But um, literally just a week later, I just got up and went for a jog and I just kept doing it over and over and over again. And then every, anyone knows who gets into jogging or gets into gym, it's just addictive that kick you like it's just addictive like that runner's high is like so real um, and I can tell the days that I don't go for a jog I can like my butt I can tell it straight away I don't have like that little kick it's the best way I would describe it it's like having a ton of coffee uh -huh. um, but better <laughs> and you just feel fresh and clear and uh, also on my jog is like I was saying this to you when um, I met you in Spain my jog is when like I assess everything it's like um, if I'm good, like if there's a lot in my mind, I just turn off my headphones. I literally, it's like, it's like time slows down when I'm jogging and I'm able to clearly think and plan out what's actually happening in my life. As in my day to day, I'm just like a zombie and the thoughts are going like a hundred miles an hour and they're like controlling me, if you get me. But when I'm on my jog, I control the thoughts. And thus after my jog, I'm able to plan it then and move accordingly. And mm -hmm. um, so that's where the jogging comes in. So I actually, uh, I don't know what marathon it is, but um, I'm setting out to plan, do a marathon. I don't know. I have to figure out which marathon, but um, it's something I wanted to do for a while. And um, so I want to do that for a charity this year. That's like one of my goals. So I'm trying to figure out which is the best one to do. But um, so that's where kind of the jogging and the jogging, like, again, with mental health, it just clarity. Clarity is the biggest one. Obviously, it's great for my body, them endorphins. But the biggest thing I get is clarity. So that's where the jogging comes in. And the development, it's just everybody has this 
incredible gold mine of potential. I I want to I want to tell you a story. I seen this um I seen this Denzel Washington um video, and um, he was giving a speech. I think it was at a university. Den- Shout out Denzel Washington. Put him around You don't know Denzel Washington. What a champ. Denzel Washington. Oh man, what an actor! What an icon! What an inspiration! Yeah. But anyways, I was watching this clip. And it was him talking about, he's like, do you want to be the person? Do you want to be on your deathbed and have um, have all the ghosts of your potential sitting around you saying to you, why, oh, you could have done this. That could have been us. We could have done that. Why, why didn't you just try? Why didn't you just keep going? And the metaphor is like everyone, like nobody wants to be on their deathbed, like surrounded by that. Like, what if I could have done that? Or what if I should have done that? Because all you have, all you have is this one opportunity of life and it's only only one opportunity because it's one opportunity that lasts a long time um but it's only like it's this one light that's all you get that's boom over you start you finish what are you doing in between like you have to you have to make an impact so i always like i always believed that i had potential but just over the years as i got to as i dedicated more to my craft my craft like music really it brought it out of me like i'm very thankful that like that helped me um unlock it but everybody, I'm a really true believer and everybody has just this gold mine of potential just sitting inside them waiting to be accessed. And the way they access it is by working on themselves, by finding something to do and dedicating themselves to it, by willing to learn, 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 learn. Like I'm a big person for learning. I have to learn every day. If I don't learn every day, I'll, I, I feel dormant. I feel like I haven't moved. Like even if it's two words, I learned robust there two days ago. I didn't know that last week. Robust means strong. I feel better about myself. I feel like I know. You feel robust. More robust. I feel now. robust, yeah. <laughs> I feel, um, I got to slow down here because spe- I, I always speak so quick. But um, yeah, I, I'm a true, true believer in like everybody, no matter who you are, has that potential. People have different types of potential, but it's sitting there. It's ready to be accessed and it's ready to be like maximized. There's nothing you can't do and it's a it's it's a toughie because until you until you go through the trenches of whatever you're doing be that mental health or be that working your ass off you don't kind of like realize that the potential is sitting there mm. you have to like push yourself to the limits to understand that that potential is there because you're not going to wake up one day and just realize oh man i got all this potential i could do anything in the world it takes time it really takes time and then you will have you start to have like epiphanies um, on your journey and just like to finish off that everything is a journey um it's all a journey like the success your potential your growth it's all a journey i never would imagine i'd be the type of person i am um a couple years ago and um i'm excited to be the person i would be in like a couple years yeah i really like that answer that was that was perfect you were that ready did you (laughs) i didn't know but i I was just feeling mad inspired this morning because it was so sunny (laughs) <laughs> yeah um yeah I absolutely love that as well and it's one of it's one of the parts of my jobs that I love so much and I find that for me that was the gym so when I got to the gym and started progressing there it was that kind of growth and progress and then that allowed me and gave me the the ability to realize how much potential I did have and then carry that over to like yeah. any area there's, there's nothing that over, I, yeah, yeah there's, there's nothing in life that I I'll tell you that I don't think I can do unless it's physically impossible you know like I like I probably won't ever be the fastest person in the world, but I, I will never tell you I won't, I'm not capable of doing a marathon or even a, yeah. an ultra marathon or whatever going along the lines of running. Um, 
but that's only because I've proven to myself what's possible. So I really like mm-hmm. that as well. You yeah. kind of answered how how people um, can do that. And I think as well, as you said, it's something that other people can't realize for you. So yeah. Some, yeah. some of the, the kind of darker days and the tough times, I think, you know, they're there for a reason. And I do think like that they are there to kind of teach you something, you know, like I know you've suffered Lessons, an yeah. anxiety as well, but I, I used to look at it and be like really angry with, okay, why is this happening to me? You know, everything is fine. I'm healthy. I take care of myself. Why me? And then I flipped it and was like, right, this is teaching me something about myself. I don't know yet. And it's also teaching me a lesson and it's building character. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess, did you have the same experience? And in terms of realizing your potential, was that done through music or was that done through, do you think that was done through jogging or what gave you that kind of spur of, okay, I'm actually, it's actually possible for me to achieve all of this. Um, it's a funny one because I'll be completely honest. With you. I was always, I was always confident, even though I was a kid, when I was a kid, like I was always, I always believed I could do something. Again, it could have been just naive, but whatever it was, I had like this underlying confidence. So like, I'll give an example. Like I, um, when I was like six or seven, I got up, it was the first time I was on stage. It was at this, uh, it was in like a community hall and there was like 100, 200 people, parents in the crowd or whatever. And um, it was for, I don't know what, it was for like a school thing or whatever it was. But um, they asked if anyone want to go on stage and do anything. And I was like, yeah, I'll go on stage and like tell a joke. And for some reason, I just, I wasn't nervous. I just went on stage and like told a joke. And like, uh, it was funny because there was a ton of lads like laughing at me in the front row. And uh, none of them get on stage. None of them got on stage. Let's just make that clear there. I'm st- still, still, still. Uh, I'm not a petty person, but I am petty about one or two things. And I, I, I want to mention that none of them got on stage, even when I was six. <laughs> there you go. You one up them. Yeah, I, I one up them as a kid. But uh, only messing. But um, so I always had like that confidence. It's always something I had, but um, it definitely grew more with um, because. When, you're, when you take on something, when you take on a dream or a passion, you're automatically separating yourself. You're, you're automatically not focusing on what everyone else is focusing on. So like growing up, you're put into the sheep mentality and you're kind of, you're sold, whatever. So as soon as you, that moment where um, you decide you, ha- or you have a passion for something, automatically you're, you're switching your path. Automatically you're on a different destination straight away and you're moving to like, you're putting yourself around people who have the same passion as you and the people you belong with. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a very hard thing because a lot of people go through life and don't find their passion um, and don't end up with the right group of people. Do you get me? Yeah. Um, so that's, that was a big one too. Just like, and like, I, again, I was very blessed as a kid because I was like, I was like so young when like I realized I love music um, and not everyone has that like realization or finds that true love and, to like a different period of life, so I was very blessed in that way. Yeah. But um, definitely, yeah, definitely helps in my confidence. Yeah, one one thing I do think as well is like. Oh shit! I, I forgot to mention things. I I gotta come back to that. You're all good. Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll touch on that again. Um, yeah, one one thing I do believe as well is that like you know there is potential there, but I also I think that people are good at like not only like one thing, but they can be good at many things. But a lot of people go through life and they don't realize that because they kind of settle for, and I'm not saying like a nine to five is less, but they settle for 
for just what's handy and just what pays the bills and just what gets them by. And that is fine. Like I'm, I'm, I know I talk about this a lot in the podcast, but I'm not putting that down. That's perfectly fine for a lot of people. But with that, there should still be room for, okay, what do I really care about? Or unless you're passionate in that nine to five, that's absolutely fine. But like you could be, for example, you could be a great singer, but if you've never tried to sing, how do you know? Um, you know, you could absolutely love swimming, but if you never learned how to swim, how do you know? Do you know, there's, there's so many the things. Trying, yeah. yeah, it's mm-hmm. the trying. And I think that fear is the, the ultimate thing holding a lot of people back. Um, it's a tough yeah, one, Anna. Yeah, um, was that, was that, was fear like something you had? Because it sounds like when you're quite young getting on stage, like that's something that I would, I would probably, I would give a go at for, for like right now, but it's definitely one of my fears is like, you know, public speaking. But that's the exact reason why I want to challenge that now. So, Definitely, yeah, I, yeah, is um, fear. Fear is a funny one. Just on the nine to five thing, um, being that person, being a person that worked that nine to five, it's so difficult, um, because what it does is it like it smothers you, and it's like imagine like imagine like freedom is the oxygen, and like potential is the oxygen. Like what them jobs can do is like this smother you kind of like unconsciously, where to the point where like the more the more you're in the mindset of what like that task or job, the less like possible something seems. So like, I know I was in that. And even when I was doing music, it's like when you're surrounded, it's by, like when you're surrounding yourself again, it comes back to who you surround yourself with. When you surround yourself with them people, it's hard to block out opinions or how, how they live their life. Because as humans, you naturally think about people and like what they're thinking or what they're doing. So it is, I can um, I can definitely empathize with people and it does it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of gusto to be able to like see above that and be able to like go home and um, and realize oh wait there's more to life it, it does take a, a lot mm-hmm. of strength to do that because them job man like the mentality not even the jobs it's the mentality mm-hmm. like um, it's the mentality of it but um fear yeah fear oh yeah man I, I would still class myself um Right now is having a lot of fear of things that I'm trying to like overcome. Um, so I guess fear of, hmm, what am I scared of? I'm scared of a lot of things that I'm trying to face. Uh, I guess I'm scared of, I had a realization the other day that um, I think I'm scared of winning and scared of losing. And uh, that's why I'm not consistent. It was actually a big re- realization. I was like, I'm scared of uh, winning and having everything. Uh, and what may come with that and i'm scared of losing and not having everything which it sounds uh, like how can your um, brain do that yeah <laughs> and the brain the brain's right. a funny thing right your brain could do anything <laughs> yeah. and is that is that like you're afraid of winning and getting everything and then yeah. the potential fear of losing everything or is it just losing everything before you even get it well it's the fear of not being able to um, I'm a, like right now, I do believe if one of my videos goes viral tomorrow, or one of my songs blows up tomorrow, whatever likelihood of that happening, it still could happen, that I'd be able to like, I'm, I built myself up where I'm ready for it. Do you get me? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Like I'm at any moment it happens. I'm ready for it because I put all the work in and now I have that mentality and that belief as in the past, I always felt like um, if this happens, I can't like, I, I wouldn't be ready for it. I wouldn't be able to deal with it. Thus, I would stop myself from even getting there. Mm-hmm. So let me see, try to explain that. Example, like um, my videos would start doing well on TikTok or a song would start doing well. And then I would just stop. 
I give mm. up. But I wouldn't like it. Wouldn't be a thing of like I'm giving up on this. I w- I just wouldn't pull something, or I just Did wouldn't write a song. Or I was just that wouldn't... something that's like subconscious, Bruh, So subconscious, man. Yeah. So I always I always explain it. Imagine like your your conscious. Imagine your conscious is a massive. Um, sorry. Imagine your personality is a massive skyscraper. Reality is right at the top of the skyscraper. The subconscious is all the way down in the basement. And it's so far down the basement, sometimes you don't have a fucking clue what's happening down there. Mm-hmm. Whatever's happening in the basement is controlling what's happening up on top of the skyscraper. So that's the way I always described it. Um, so I have so many subconscious things. I'm a big believer, like your subconscious controls everything. Every little decision you do is coming from something. Like it's coming from whatever you built down there. And um, even the slightest decision. So um, that's definitely like, I only had that in the last like couple of weeks. So that's a huge one. Um, yeah. that like i figured out because that's the on like that's my key to unlocking my consistency because that's mm-hmm. why i wasn't consistent um, i can yeah. tell you firsthand that that's once you overcome that um that that is like absolutely like life-changing extremely oh, powerful yeah, man. like oh, in life, tw- start of 2020 i had that i had that realization yeah. because someone just asked me the question of what what's holding you back right now from getting to where you want to be and at the time that was I think I had 10 clients and I was charging. I wasn't making much money. The whole year I, I probably made, you know, less than 10 grand, which is, I, I think that's less, that, that's a lot less than minimum wage to my business. Yeah. And I was like, right, why is this not doing well and taking off? And thankfully this year, it's, it's a lot better than that two years on. But I put mm-hmm. a lot of that down to that realization of I was getting in my own way. And I, that's what I answered. And I nearly started crying when I said that. I was like, holy fuck. It's like it's, it's a just a simple when you question. Have that realization. Yeah. It's a fucking. It's like someone just took the curtain off and showed yeah. you what was there, and you're like, "How didn't? How didn't I realize this before?" And and all of these things are there, and I do, I'm a firm believer as well that we all kind of carry the answers to the questions that we kind of have, but we're just not sometimes not asking ourselves the right question or not in the right headspace or need a different perspective and someone to ask yeah. us those questions. So just for me, the, it was just her asking me and it was like, right, that that's what it is. Um, Got out of my way. And that was, yeah, life changing, to be honest. Just how powerful you're saying uh, she like she said it to you, whoever the person was. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, do you ever hear Sadhu Guru? No. Sadhu Guru, he's uh, this dope. Um, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss that. He's a philosopher. I call him philosopher. Okay. So I don't want to miss okay. describing. But um, you would have seen his viral videos like he goes viral a lot. And um, he had this like he's a really peaceful and really just like well, is he just... is he Indian or yeah yeah he is Indian, I think yeah, I do yeah. know him yeah I think yeah. I do know him cool dude he had this um he said this he had this quote where us as humans sometimes can't tell that uh, our breath is smelly and our breath is right under our nose so mm-hmm. imagine what else we miss about ourselves so yeah. the whole thing of like if we can't uh, tell that our like just like it's it's a funny one but if we can't tell yeah. like, if we had smelly breath then what else might we be missing about our lives like in the greater picture mm-hmm. so um and also um i was just in the diary ceo shout out diary ceo yeah you uh, got me into that podcast loving it yeah it's a great podcast it's a great podcast and um, ben francis the gym shark owner the, CEO. The, the gym shark yeah yeah very good podcast and he was saying how he gives employees a 360 i don't know i can't remember what's called like a 360 breakdown where they break down anonymously everything about him. And when he got it back, 
it was all these things and he couldn't believe it. He was like, this isn't me, this isn't me. And then he asked his like girlfriend, he's like, yeah, that's you. And then he only had that realization. Like sometimes we can't see uh -huh. the things that are happening. So we need like someone else's perspective. And yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's, the way it's a good example. Yeah, for sure. So I'm um, I'm happy you're you're coming to that realization because I I just know myself how much potential that then opened up, and it mm -hmm. was for me as well. It was so subconscious. It was like that as well. It was it was not getting la not lazy or not like deliberately stopping something, but it was being consistent. And then there were there were inconsistencies, and I'd look back and wonder. It was like you know maybe I stopped advertising. Maybe I stopped going out and talking to people. Maybe I stopped you know, maybe, you know, learning or growing. And, and I was trying to figure out what it was. And I think a lot of it was down to the fact that I deep down thought that I wasn't worthy of success or doing well or making money. And that mm. then I was actually getting in my own way as a result, like completely subconsciously, because in yeah. my head I was thinking, you know, I don't deserve to get all the stuff in life that I actually want. And no, I now know I deserve and completely believe that I deserved, you know? that's a big one the believing that you do deserve it yeah that you do like the underlying you do deserve it um huge and even something simple because um i suppose now is a great time um i i, I since since i came back from spain dude the amount of times like just i keep it 100 the amount of people i've told oh man wait you meet this guy in it like you really um without knowing you had a massive impact on me and i'll tell you what we were out in the first of all your whole mentality like um a lot of it like very clean and not just like uh, when i say clean i don't mean clean as in just like clothes and like how you look but just very not hygiene clean. yeah not just hygiene yeah just very clean and like uh pure energy mm -hmm. and very focused and very open and we were just on the balcony and uh we're on the balcony in, our, uh, in the airbnb in marbella what a trip shout out nathan and uh mm -hmm. And um, you just, uh, we're just on about stuff, whatever. And you said, um, yeah, if you don't believe you can do it, you're not going to do it. And I, man, I've heard that quote so many times, so, so many times, but it just hit home again. Like I hadn't, I hadn't actually thought about it in so long um, that I haven't been my number one supporter. I haven't been, if you're not, we, we were touching on this uh, kind of briefly a little while ago, but if you're not your number one supporter, it doesn't matter if you have a million people pushing you, you you're not going to get there. You're not mm -hmm. going to get to like where you're supposed to be. You have to be that number one supporter. So you said that. And I, again, said it a hundred times. And I was like, geez, man, that's just so true. Like I haven't been my number one supporter. So that's why in the mornings now, I like I get up a couple other things contribute this and I give myself a pat on the back. Like we were setting up here for, we're setting up to the podcast and um I wasn't sure if I could record with the mic and I just figured it out and I was like, yes, I just figured that out. Like I deserve a pat on the back and give myself a pat yeah. on the back to that. Like every, every time I do well now, I like, I'll make sure because dude, every time I do something bad, I sure kick myself for it. So why not like thank myself and give myself a pat on the back every time I do something yeah. little or good. So um, yeah, just thank you for, thanks for the inspiration. Man, I, I really appreciate hearing that. And it's so funny. Wait, because... You're going to like this even more too. <laughs> okay, oh, okay go on. Flowers. Um, I was writing down in my uh, journal about uh, like the image again, just fixing the image in my head of myself. It's so important. And I was writing down um, like uh, I was writing down. I, I put me for first of all. I put American Ocean. And I was like, why am I putting American Ocean? It's just me. So I put down me, and then um, I put like what I want, like who I am as a person, like and what I want to be. So example, consistent. 
I just decided mm-hmm. I am consistent. I'm known for being consistent, charming, da 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 da. And I was putting down like people that I was putting down like um, charming, like whoever, however. Uh, I'm not going to mention who else I put there. <laughs> but and then I put down focus, like in it. So um, like I put that down, obviously, like thinking of you and how like focused you are and how like dedicated. So uh, there you go. Just Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Wasn't expected to hear that. It's not why we're on the podcast, but yeah, no, I, I really like to give. I've, that, man. Last point, I, I feel like it's imperative in life to give people um, their flowers and like give, tell them how you feel mm-hmm. about them. And yeah. I always say goodbye. I always give that goodbye. I always give a really like, because yeah. again, you never know. Yeah. And uh, you will not, not ne- even you never know in a negative way, just you never know when you might see that person again. Yeah. You never know that per- could be the, could be the first and last time you ever met them just by chance of how your lives are going. Um, and I'm a big, I like, uh, here's a funny one I've only ever done uh, I don't really mind admitting this but I've only ever done drugs once or twice and one of the times that I did them I was really love I was really uh, low, uh, you know they call it a love buzz where you're really like just showing love I was yeah. like bro I'm affectionate like just normally <laughs> <laughs> like I'm really affectionate normally like I love telling people and um, how I feel about them because I feel it's really important and people don't do that enough so um, I was even just I was on the phone with Nathan last night and I was just telling him how cool a person he is and how he should never forget it but yeah that's, mm-hmm. that's just that yeah shout out nathan he's a cool guy i'm sure he'll be listening to this and uh, it was uh, so funny as well because nathan was like man i can't wait for you to meet this guy <laughs> martin because i know that you'll just like gel so well and and that's the thing man but like i only this morning we were talking about like i was sitting around with one of my friends out here and uh, two of my friends out here one of them is just a bit older than the other one they're still my friends um but we were sitting around having a coffee and we were just talking about um this guy's an older guy and he was just talking about the importance of just kind of leaving your mark and leaving an impact no matter where you go and who you talk to and you know who you deal with and he was saying that you want to be the the first person that comes to mind when they think about something or when you know an opportunity comes up and that they're like oh martin would be a good fit for this or oh you know the type of person that you want to be the type of person that people want around and feel like they almost need you in in your life yeah and I think for me, I was kind of reflecting on that. I was like, Do you know what, this year I've actually done, not not to stroke my own ego, but I feel like I've tried to be that person for people. But that's only as a result of really, really working like deep, like within myself on, yeah. on my struggles and my problems and being extremely open. Like even, you know, with Nathan, I've been very open, like talking with him. And then that's as a result of being like open and transparent and just speaking your truth and, being who who you are like that's allowed me then to like form stronger relationships with people and and then oh, I, I can see it now it's like you know rubbed off on you then and improved you in some way and imagine the compounding effect of doing that with every single person that you meet like it's mm-hmm. it's incredible when you think about it if everybody aimed to do that just try to make everyone you meet uh their day just a little bit better like the whole world mm-hmm. would be a much better place oh. you know and i tried to do that every time i right, see someone so or say hi or you know, I tried to lock eyes with them and show, you know, genuinely, you know, that you appreciate them, even if they're a stranger, you know, it's like, hey, how are you? Or little things like that, man, you know? It's the simplicity of how would you like to be treated? Mm-hmm. And that's all you got to do. Yeah. And unless you like to be treated like shit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know anyone that likes to be treated like shit, you're going to be pretty Some good. people like, do, man. Really- Some people do. Unfortunately, but it's literally, would you like to, like, how would you like to be treated? 
because that's mm-hmm. where like it comes that's why i treat people so well like i just i just say yeah i just like treat people how you like to be treated mm-hmm. and it comes it comes back around man as well like you know if you oh, treat yeah. others like crap i mean you're gonna get treated like crap by other people oh, in the end it always gets you exactly always yeah gets that's that's beautiful um and yeah with, hey, with the I'm goodbyes <laughs> with it with the yeah with, i knew this would be like a fairly philosophical philosophical um podcast but uh with the giving people their flowers and showing that you appreciate them like i and and the last goodbyes like i really admire that as well and it was one thing that i remembered like the last time i i think it was the last time i saw you we were meant to see because you were here for a couple of weeks or a few days. Oh, yes. yes and we were yes. meant to see, see you again, but we ended up not seeing because I think we got COVID. Yeah, yeah, but shout out, I'm getting flagged now. Um, but, oh, shit. <laughs> no, no, but it was like, I was like, right, lads, we'll see you tomorrow or whatever. So I was getting in the Uber and like the three of you like gave me a hug. I was like, fuck. But it was like, it was a nice like parting, like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. And like you said, you don't, you don't know, like you might not ever see that. Person. Like I might, I'm sure I will, but I might never see you again. And just, and that's just for the like last life thing reasons. I'll remember. Yeah. yeah. And the last thing I'll remember of you is, oh, like, you know, when I was saying goodbye, gave him a hug, you know, he valued my time. Like, and that's just so important, I think as well. But, but it's, it's easier said than done as well, because I would have definitely been the shy type where I'm like, I'm not fucking hugging someone or, I'll just be like, all right, good luck, and then walk off. Instead of saying, you know what, like, man, I valued your time today. I'll, I'll see you again. You know, like, it's a lot. It can be a lot harder to actually say how you feel. Oh, definitely. But it's 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 habit. Same with kind of confidence and and yeah. just being like your true self. Like it just takes it takes time and practice, and then you form habits the same way you you form a habit to be a shy and in unconfident person. You know, mm-hmm. definitely. And bro, a hug. How, like there's so many people uh, like a hug is one of the most powerful things i think we can we mm-hmm. have as humans right it's a connection it comes it's obviously a, a derivative of connection like it's like connection is the beautiful thing a hug is like just one of the forms of it but my giving someone a hug there's so many people who just need a hug who just need a, like a hug and like because like Man, my, my mom would love you just saying <laughs> <laughs> dope i'm sure it would like her too i'm sure i'd like her too um but yeah just and once you realize then it's okay to give another person a hug or give like another lad a hug or whatever it's yeah it's just to unlock him but that doesn't again that doesn't come overnight it takes a lot, long time to be able to do that and i'm very blessed that i have like friends like we always hug each other and uh, it was actually i always tell all my friends i love them and all yeah. of them tell me i love them back but i have one friend i won't mention his name <laughs> but um <laughs> He never well, I have two friends actually. Well, I have a few friends now that I think about it, but two stand out, uh, two stand out. And I, I always tell them I I love them. Um, I always tell them I love them when at the end of our phone calls. And uh, but they, they, they either say much love or they don't say it back. Yeah. But um, in a roundabout way. Yeah, in a roundabout way. And like oftentimes where it's just the person doesn't feel comfortable. It, they they do love, I know they love me. But they just uh, they either don't feel comfortable or haven't come to the point yet where like yeah. they, they want to say that. But then uh, at Christmas, uh, one of them said, "I love you too, man," and I was like, "Ah, <laughs> got it so much." <laughs> yeah, but but that's the thing as well, man. I think that like because I, I can kind of relate to that. I think for some people, um, it's a lot harder to like express how you properly feel. Oh, yeah. Like for me, growing up, I would have like kind of kept all my emotions to myself and 
Same. you know then then even feeling like you know you're telling somebody you love them that that's like a, a very difficult task for someone but in order to get out of that again you just have to take that first step and it's like embracing fear and then getting over and i don't mean i don't think what we're trying to say is everyone needs to be walking around hugging each other and saying i no, love you no, like no, that's we're not we're going to say that. but it's just like it's it's really important just tell people how you feel about them and also as you said i think a hug is one of the most powerful things like there's a an instagram page that i absolutely love i think it's is a DR motivator, something motivator. Um, and he, he holds a sign sometimes. He does a load of these really nice videos, but he holds a sign sometimes. And it says, mm-hmm. um, little things like, do you need a hug or have you lost somebody? Um, question mark. And just, yeah, and humanize him. Yeah. And he's, he's usually blindfolded as well. So that I, I guess that just makes it easier for them to approach him. And because he doesn't know what they're looking like or anything, you know, he's not going to yeah. judge them. And they'll come up and be like, you know, give giving him a hug and he'll talk to them and just say, Oh, have you lost somebody or did you did you need a hug today? And it's just you don't know as well how much some people need that. And mm-hmm. the same goes for just like having a conversation. Like there's there are people out there that will go their whole day without talking to anybody, yeah. even on the phone. Yeah. And they might only see you. You could be working in a coffee shop or you could be working a nine to five or you know, wherever you are, you can still make an impact as well. And I really don't mean to be like talking down on nine to fives i think they're great but you as long as you're still chasing your passion whether that's within that or outside of it but i think that's a, a really important thing like just to have a positive impact on on other people it's definitely too um i complete as a i concur as did it say i concur <laughs> um, yes but um one thing i learned too is you're not going to be friends with everybody you meet it's just not possible. It's just logically, it's just not possible. There's so many different types of people. And I learned this because I, I, I'm like, my class myself is a friendly person. Like I, I re, like I'm always intrigued about people. Like I, I like people. I'm always intrigued with them. I always try my best to be friendly. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't try my best. I just, I feel like I naturally am. Um, and what was going this? Oh yeah. And what I learned is you're not going to be friends with everybody, but you can make a connection with nearly everybody you meet in some form or manner. And by I mean a connection could be learning one thing about them or a connection could be like just wishing them, complimenting them. Or it's just like connection a lot of the time doesn't have to be a big thing where you become friends with the person randomly and you yeah. meet friends for 10 years. Connection can, is simple things. I can yeah. give you a really good example for that. Something that I did over here was my barber is Moroccan shout out to my barber the barber i go to here and he doesn't have much english and i don't have much spanish so we'd be speaking in broken english and broken spanish to each other and trying to understand each other and it was one of these days where i kind of like you know deliberately like went out of my way to make sure i'm leaving a bit of an impact which now is just a natural thing like it it can feel like an effort at the start but it's more of a natural thing and i just sat in the chair and i saw his shoes and i was like oh man i like your shoes and he was like oh yeah I was like, thank you, bro. Thank you. And I could see his face just lifted. Like, yeah. he was like, oh. And, and then out of that one compliment and me, you know, pushing myself outside a, a bit of a comfort zone and just saying, I like your shoes. We got talking and realized that he was from Morocco and he said, because he got them in Morocco. And I told him that I was in Morocco in November, whenever it was, and started talking about, about that. And I showed him videos from there and just started like kind of connecting that way. And next thing you know, by the end of the haircut, I was invited to his house for a Moroccan tagine. Oh, wow. Yeah, that he made for, for us. So, you know, incredible. it just goes to show as well how you can connect with people with small in small ways. And also, you don't even have to be speaking the same language, you know? 
yeah, it's, again, it's just like, the power of words. Words can destroy someone or words can just completely uplift someone. So it's like um, power, for sure. power, so power in everybody's words. But I love, in, that. I love that. In terms of like anxiety, like what's, is, is that something you've always kind of been struggling with or something you struggle with more in the last while and how do you kind of manage that and what crossovers are there with that and your life but also like music well uh, i had the song called in the stew and um, the lyrics are i had a mental breakdown now i never break down if i hit you stay down yeah i'm feeling trained now my theory or the machine i found my lane now well it's better late than never did a lot of fucking round so when i was like so um i was yeah i was 18 and i just fucking i started getting mad intrusive thoughts like really just intrusive thoughts like my brain just started like it was around the time i just came back from california because did this competition where we got to go to la and stuff and it was like this massive thing for me and i was like focused on music or whatever and then i started getting really loud intrusive thoughts and intrusive thoughts for anyone who deals with intrusive thoughts it's the best way to describe it the best way to describe it the worst way to describe it, the best way to describe it is imagine like it feels like your mind is massive and if feels like there is a turn like a machine gun of thoughts and you just can't stop the machine gun the machine gun is just going do, 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 of thoughts and you just no matter how hard you try you just can't stop the thoughts so i started getting really bad intrusive thoughts and really then it was my leaving certain year of school and i just started going getting worse and worse and then um, my uncle had a stroke and like it was it wasn't the sadness of him having a stroke, but actually seeing him have the stroke and then worrying what happens, that happens to me and um, because like his mental health all throughout my family and whatnot. And then having that worry and then that worry going over my mind as well as other things. And then boom, I basically like, basically I had a mental breakdown. For anyone who wants to know what a mental breakdown feels like, it's literally like becoming, what's the most fragile thing I can think of? Um, What's, you know, here, help me out here. What's the most fragile thing? A, a flower is what I'm thinking of. A flower. Fra- like a really delicate flower that like, de- almost falls yeah, apart when you touch it. Literally fall apart. Yeah, literally. And that's what it felt like. Literally, I couldn't play Grand Theft Auto because the, the sounds were too loud on it and they just get me like, start freaking out. So I happened that. that ha- sorry, that happened. And instead of getting help for this, <laughs> um, I... Uh, I just didn't get any help and try to imagine myself. So that happened. And like, that just like shook my whole world. And like, I went from like thinking positive about everything to like, everything was negative, man. Everything went from positive to negative overnight, basically. So that happened anyways. And basically it was just like a restructure in my mind again. And uh, I'm trying to hopefully get therapy sorted in the next like couple of weeks. Because <clears throat> I've been putting it off forever. Something I need to do. But um, yeah, I was just like reconstruct my mind. And ever since that happened, um, obviously the intrusive, like I the, like obviously rebuilt myself and like I'm a, like a better version, the best version of myself I've ever been. But unfortunately I still deal with intrusive thoughts. Now the thing with intrusive thoughts, and I'm gonna learn a lot. I, I wanna do a lot of research on this. It's, it's something you can control. It's, it actually can be controlled. You can stop the machine gun um, from happening. And just give you an example of like what intrusive thoughts would do to me. It would be, it would like, I'd be going across the road and see a kid that's crossing the road and go shit, oh no, that kid gets run over. Oh, oh, oh shit, 
Um, what if something happens when I'm walking over the street and then that tenfold is going 100 miles an hour and then that happened all throughout my day. And what that would do to me is no matter what I was doing, it would make me feel like, say, if I, even if I was having a good time enjoying my friends, I would have one thought and boom, that whole one thought would ruin my entire day and probably my entire week because that would put me into a spiral then of other thoughts. And that happened over and over again. And it was like having a massive weight on your back at all times. So then I started working on that. I just started meditating. And then I realized I could control my thoughts. Now, I still haven't done the correct, I'll be completely honest. I haven't done the correct work that I need to do to be able to like really fix myself or not even fix myself, but heal myself, shall I say. But what I like, I am a big advocate of med like meditation. Like, and it's completely changed my life. And it's something if I don't do, um, my life kind of will slowly, slowly go into a little bit of a spiral. Um, and basically the meditate, what the meditating does, it just puts me in control of my mind. It doesn't let my mind control me because that's like, it's been an Achilles heel. My mind will try to control me. But what the meditating, meditation does is literally slow. So literally I'll do 10 minutes, three times a day. I'm only doing it twice a day now, but I'm working towards that three times a day and I will do it. It's literally close my eyes and think of one word. So there's different types. I do visualization. I also do breath control. The visualization helps with like, obviously with your mind, the breath control helps with controlling your body your emotions so in my mind i'll um so common is the word i'm using now 10 minutes just calm and calm and repeat the word over and over and over again and literally my brain will come in and i'll try to think it, it's so funny how you want to think of one thing uh when you try to force yourself and your brain will like, give you a hundred other million things but literally do that every day just calm and calm and just settles my mind down completely and then the breath control is learning to control my emotions so now when I do get a bad thought, what happens is very Buddhism, but <clears throat> when I do get a bad thought now, I don't react emotionally. I can't. It's, and what I used to do is my emotional reaction to the bad thought, I would get the guilt and the guilt would remind me that I'm, a, um, I'm not a bad person. I'm feeling guilt because of this thought. But because I would feel that, I would feel guilt all the time. And the guilt is like, a, it'd be like a knife just like cutting open my body. So what I'm doing, like what I've done now for the last couple of months, in the last year or so, I get a bad thought, I don't emotionally react. I was like, I don't feel the guilt anymore. And at the beginning it was hard because it was like, if I don't feel the guilt, am I a bad person now because I'm thinking of this and not like emotionally reacting like negatively. But I was like, no, I just had to check myself and know, I was like, this thought is not a part of me. I'm not gonna emotionally react, God. And that's what I've been doing. Brilliant, man. Yeah, I, lo I love that. And I love the, the honesty around it and openness. And that's what's helped you is meditation. And I'm sure the jogging plays a big role. Oh, there jogging, well. yeah, massive. Sorry, jogging, like, yeah. yeah, jogging, just to put it in uh, everything. Meditation is just one of them. The meditation, jogging, the structure. Structure is a massive thing for um, when it comes to my mental health. I know it helps a lot of people. I need structure. As an artist, I need to be loose. But just as a person, I need structure. I need structure. I need to eat healthy. I need to learn. I need to be active. And there's like so many things. Like meditating is just one of them. Like there's so many things that uh, yeah, jogging is just a massive one too. It's just like getting my body then endorphins and making me feel good, making my body feel good. And also like the act of jogging, you're doing that positive. You're hitting that positive. Like I do it in the morning. I used to do it. I start, when I started off, I was doing the evening. But um. I didn't like doing the evening because when I do it in the morning, it sets off my whole day. I'm doing, I've already do that in the morning. It's like, uh, shout out Jordan Peterson, fix my bed properly, uh, have my cup of tea or water or whatever, being jog. 
being set up from a day. So yeah, there's there's a lot of things. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the uh, well-being ritual, and I have a lot yeah. of like. It, the ritual it doesn't have to be like get up in the morning at 6 a.m meditate for half yeah. an hour then cold water for an hour drink lemon with hot water like it doesn't have to be that like for me it's it's just part of my daily routine now it's like get up relatively early yeah. um you know whether that's six or seven for me get out for a walk almost straight away don't look at my phone for an hour and these are all things that i've worked at and now it's just part of my day and it's how i can really manage my stress and my mental health like mm-hmm. a lot um and there's all these little things, like there's so many things that you can do. And I don't list all the things I do because I don't want you to, I don't want the people listening to feel like, oh, I have to do all these things. But you just have to find things that work for you work and help you, you yeah. help you kind of manage things a bit better. But they are like I see some commonalities between like exercise, breath work, meditation, listen to music, um, exercising, eating well, going to bed, you know, roughly the same time, getting up roughly the same time. And as you said, some routine, some level of consistency as well. And you don't need all of those things, but if you can implement some of those things into your day, if you're struggling with your anxiety or mental health or intrusive thoughts and stuff, which I can relate to as well, then it's definitely going to help. And it might not cure it, but it might put you in a better position to then be able to listen to yourself, especially with meditation. I think that something that I do, I'm hands up and say, I don't do it every single day. I try to do it every day. Something I need to get in the habit of doing every day again, but it was probably three, two, three days ago when I did the last one. Um, but it, it kind of allows you to like give yourself some space between yourself and your thoughts and the thing is with thoughts especially if they're intrusive and intrusive thoughts are just thoughts that you have that you don't really want and they're kind of you know taken away from you you're like okay i shouldn't be having these thoughts that's what i would define intrusive thoughts yeah. as from someone who's experienced them recently enough but it gives you that breathing space and then you can kind of see them from a different perspective and then realize right those thoughts are, they're thoughts i'm having but they're not me like i'm not those thoughts because you can't be every single thought that you have um but i found i was having a lot of them at the end of last year and then the start of this year and that's when i went back to to online therapy this time and i'm six sessions in now but i i really think from the first three um dealing with some stuff that that then allowed me to to start thinking a bit differently that along with meditation along with my routine along with exercise and along with catching myself when i was having a negative thought and being like right that's there that's fine it's not it's not me not feeling that guilt as you said um and i can relate with that as well you know seeing you you kind of just your brain picks up on the the negative side of everything you could see i don't know I, i could be out walking and there's a car driving past me and in my mind i'm imagining me tripping and falling into the car and splatting all over the windshield And it's like, and then I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then it's, you just stop yourself. But when that becomes a repeated kind of thought or like, not even that one, but if you're constantly having those thoughts or like on a really regular basis, like it's so draining, um, like literally it so, so draining. draining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's yeah. where I was. And I never, yeah, it, like I've had anxiety, I've had depression before and I never had thoughts that were kind of intrusive. And then I started to have them. And I was like, right, this is, I was like, I need to, I need to do something about this. And that's where I went to therapy. And I can't recommend it enough, especially if you feel like you've tried kind of everything and, and are doing all the right things. It's just something that's going to kind of complement it as long as you find the right therapist, you know? Oh, no. Yeah, literally just to, on your point there, find the right therapist. That's a huge one too. Um, because 
I know um, I, I went to Kensington in the past, and it was she like she wasn't the right person to connect with. Like mm-hmm. she just, I think something I um, I got to got to work on too is when I'm trying to find therapy, it's about finding the right person too. And I've heard yeah. that from other people who've like had success in therapy, connecting with the right person because yeah, that might take Absolutely. a few goals to do. And that's that's hard to but do also, because you put so much time and effort into yeah, like definitely. trying to get there, and then you're like, right, I've done it. And fair play to you for doing that because it's like, really hard to do that. Yeah. And it's and it costs money, and then you do it and you get there and you're like, oh, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're like, uh, this is okay, but it's not exactly what you need. And that's the thing, you're dealing with another person as well, and that's maybe they don't have the tools, or else maybe they, they it's just not their area of expertise. Mm-hmm. Like, cause there's so many broad areas. And to be fair, I got really lucky with both of my therapist that i've had but the second one now is like i I don't think i could have found a better match and that's really allowed me to to um i think excel in terms of therapy for the last six sessions it's only short you know very short time period but has been like monumental in my life like truly monumental um and just as well with that i'll just it was fettle.ie is what i'm using which is a new i'm not sponsored by it but if they asked me to sponsor them i would do that for free because it's been so helpful um it's a new i think they're only like a year old but it's online therapy and i think they started with kind of you know during the pandemic and there was a demand for more even more of a demand and no one could go there and so it's it's all online based and you can go in and look at their profiles and pick one that suits you and there's loads of different categories and it's a really great service and it's very affordable as well as far as therapy goes so couldn't recommend that more so yeah I won't have been running I've been running away from the price tag of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was like, it's funny because I um uh, one of my friends checked me on it. I was like, how much should you spent? We went on a trip and like how much have you spent since you've been here? Like I was on about the price of therapy. Because I was I was like, it's only an excuse to the end of the day because I didn't know how valuable it'd be. But um, it's cause funny because I spent money on everything else. And then when it came to therapy, I'm like, yeah. Because I get eaten out and shit. I'm like, things are nice things to do, but I know that therapy is going to be a lot more valuable to me. <laughs> yeah, but I think a lot of us shortchange ourselves. Like, we like if it was, yeah. for example, if like maybe, I don't know if you've, I think you've, you know, siblings, let's just say one of your parents, they're going through a rough time and you, and you had a bit of money and they didn't. And they said, you know what, I think I could benefit from doing this thing, going to therapy or we'll use that as an example like you more than likely would be like, oh, like, look, I'll give you money to do it. Like if yeah. you think you benefit from it and this is what you need, like don't be stuck just because you don't have the money. But when it comes to ourselves, we won't yeah. do that. We won't prioritize ourselves and our health and put ourselves first when it comes back to being that's the, the most, it's the most important. Yeah. Again, it's the most important thing. Yeah. You, you're the most, you're not, you are numero uno is what I say a lot. And I really like believe that it's like, like you, other people, like let's say your parents can, prioritize you and think that you're great and support you and love you and care for you and all that but if you're not doing that for yourself and putting yourself first when you need to and if that means financially investing in yourself then you know i don't know no one can no one can do that for you man it is it's investing in your own health and happiness and yeah if you got a problem, literally then, invest in like if you're gonna invest in anything, why the fuck wouldn't you invest in yourself as well? Yeah, just, just imagine as well. Like, this isn't going to turn into a therapy session, but imagine if you feel like you're in a good place now in terms of like music and meeting people and confidence, and there's there's a little bit of something going on, and if you invested in yourself and we'll say heal that as you said in a few months, like imagine how much more you'd then be capable of as a result of kind of healing that uh, you know? i'll be completely honest with you 
it's not even a little bit like I got like a whole fucking club like again it's yeah. I'm not trying to say I have more or less than anyone else but I do doubt you just know that there's a lot to deal with I just I know I have a closet of shit in there yeah. it's a closet of like monsters like waiting to be dealt with yeah. <laughs> so that's something <laughs> I plan on that in the future yeah sweet yeah so that's uh i think that's that's we're good to wrap up the podcast i think so where can people find you if they want to listen to your music or support you or reach out to you yeah 100 uh i'm everywhere martin ocean hq um it's not on twitter yeah it's just martin ocean uh tiktok martin ocean Instagram, Martin Ocean, Martin Ocean HQ. Um, Spotify, Martin Ocean. Um, I'm very consistent with my TikTok, so check out that content. There'll be some really Sweet. helpful and enjoyable content there. But, there's um, one, one, yeah. sorry, one thing I forgot that I always ask at the end of the podcast. What is happiness to you? Enjoying the passage of time. Just enjoying time. So being thankful for time. Being grateful for time. Because when you're actually, when you step outside, and well, it's a lot of things. That's just one that's big right now for me, though, just like appreciating my time right now. Appreciate that. Like, it's what is it, the 3rd of March, 2022, and I'm whatever age, <laughs> well, um, 24, whatever. And I'm here right now and I'm alive. And I'm grateful. Like, happiness, you can't like chase happiness. Happiness is sitting right in front of you. You just have to open your eyes to it. So, that's one thing. Um, Helping others is a big one for me. Um, being around my friends, realizing how beautiful my friends are, um, seeing the good in people, seeing the good in myself, and um, just not taking life for granted. There's, uh, lots of like happiness. It's, it's not one definition. There's lots of definitions. Just enjoying the passage of time right now is a big one for me. And um, what else is happiness? Happiness making music, like the kick I get that like that enjoyment I get from like making something that I didn't that wasn't here yesterday. It's also meetings like. Two things massively get me excited in life. It's making something that wasn't here yesterday or here today. And it's meeting someone that didn't exist uh, in my life. That like didn't exist. Like, Anna, you didn't exist. Um, obviously, you're, you're, I'll give you a metaphor. You're obviously a real person. But in like my movie or whatever, my film or whatever my life is, you weren't a thing. You did not exist. And then boom, now you're here. I'm like, whoa, I just find that fucking amazing. Like, And obviously the same, like I wasn't a person in your life and boom now a person in your life so if i get a, like a mad kick of happiness from that i just seeing people win like jits i love seeing people win and like when you when you're open to getting happiness from other people winning then like you just get so much more happiness because imagine um if you win that's one uh, that's one jug of happiness but if you learn to enjoy other people winning that's another jug of happiness so uh there are some things and obviously my family there's, there's lots of things like happiness is an abundance of things love it that was a great answer and yeah i think in terms of happiness is just the passage of time and, and embracing that kind of goes back to what you said happiness is right under your nose you know it's the yeah. smell of your breath it's it's like what everything it's everything that's going on right now it's not as you said something you chase and i would have fallen into that which is why I love that question talking about happiness because I used to chase it and think it was this thing that I would get to when in reality I was holding myself back from that from that very action you know because yeah it, very well said because when you when you learn to enjoy like the happiness right in the moment 
you do start to get then big gulfs of it. So there will be like, there will be them like, uh, you will go through, like say, if, there will be like, uh, like all happiness isn't this, well, is all happiness to say? That's a tricky question, I suppose. Um, what I learned is the more you start to enjoy the little things, and um, when a big thing happens of like something that's really cool, you're out with your friends on an adventure or something, that, that's like amplified. It's like even bigger than it was before when you learn to enjoy them small moments. And that's, that's Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it and your kind words. Hey, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me on here. It's a great platform and you're doing some great work. And it's a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine.